And welcome, everybody, to the 1201 Sports Podcast. Here's your host, Coach and Pringle. And today in the 1201 studio, we finally have the return of Alex Vonche himself. And, of course, everybody's favorite. Well, I hate him. Grayson Danger Wiley, the guy wow. that makes all of our Twitter stuff happen, the man behind the magic. I, I, I'm glad to have Alex back, man. Alex, Alex has been a Alex, long time. Give me, man. A, give me a big, heavy breath, real quick, so know you're here. <laughs> there he is. Alex is back. Been a while. There I was not under this was, rock. It's, it's it's not fun. I was 98 percent sure he was dead. Like honestly, I thought he had, <laughs> he had I thought he'd passed away, and then no one wrote an obituary. That's what I thought happened. 100%. No I, one would write an obituary. I would write the best obituary oh, you've ever read. So I, I would definitely write it. All I, would say was like, all, all I would say was band nerd. You know and what? And chicken strips. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, you know, all these, these guys, they're, making, you know, they're you know, giving you a hard time. I would write the most touching obituary ever. It's really be a shame that you wouldn't be able to read it because you'll be dead. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, <laughs> anyway, well, guys, uh, we have a loaded show today. We have another dip down inside the 1201 Fun Box. And, of course, everybody's favorite Tuesday trip to Mr. Pringle's neighborhood. Oh, boy. Roll it. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Hello. All right. All right. So uh, we wish we could have Logan James on the show today to kind of, you know, throw some more trash at him about Bama and, of course, be on today's Mr. Pringles Neighborhood. Because shout out to his kids, man. Shout out to the kids he teaches. Uh, you know, out there at the University of Alabama, they're really big fans in the show. So, uh, all you guys listening out there, shout out Roll Tide. Um, but however, there was a—I don't know if you guys have been watching the news today. There was a tornado that came down uh, through his hometown. Uh, it really did some damage. So, our thoughts and prayers are with uh, Logan, his family, and uh, you know the small town of Alexandria. You know, kind of close where Alex is from as well. So, Logan, we're thinking about you, buddy. We wish you could be on, uh, which is kind of why we replaced you with Alex today, but. And if, and if you go on our Twitter, at 1201sports, and like the most recent tweet, one like actually equals one prayer. So go ahead and get out there. and You got that cleared <laughs> up? Like You cleared up everybody? Like, that's happening yeah. now? <laughs> so go ahead and like that. Like our most recent tweet, and uh, we'll, we'll shoot a prayer. You just made, like, all 19 of our listeners, like, just think, are these guys serious? <laughs> oh, we got, uh, so we got nine more. We got nine more since the last time. Cause we used to have a lot of true. That's true. That's true. Anyway, let's get right into it, man. Let's get into the 1201 Fun Box. So this topic is actually coming from one of our listeners, uh, Thomas Zinner. Uh, me, well, really everybody on the show today knows him very well. He sent me a tweet the other day, uh, and it has to do with baseball. It has to do with certain policies in baseball, so I want to hear what you guys have to think. Here's a tweet from Ken Rosenthal. As part of a new agreement on opioids being negotiated between Major League Baseball and the Players Union, MLB will remove marijuana from the list of banned substances for minor leaguers. Sources tell The Athletic, major leaguers have not been subject to testing for marijuana. So, with minor league baseball, we're now going to see, you know, players not being taken down for marijuana. How long does this last? 
until we see it in the NFL, the MLB, NHL. You know, does it belong? What do you guys think? So my my, my feelings on it is that, you know, other than combat sports like boxing or UFC, I can't really think of any kind of, you know, competitive advantage you would get from marijuana. I mean, think about it in like a UFC, they get banned for it because if you're so stoned out of your mind that you can take more hits, then yeah, that's a competitive advantage you would have over somebody. So definitely falls under the realm of a performance enhancing drug. But, you know, as far as, as far as other sports go, um, I don't really have an issue with it. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I don't really have an issue with marijuana in general. Uh, I think the attitudes towards it have gotten, you know, pretty relaxed now become a pretty common thing in our society or, to be at least upset, uh, accepting of it, um, yeah. I think I think it's going to take the NFL uh, a couple years to catch up because there's lots of um, I guess old you know old heads who own teams and who would shoot it down because of their own personal views on it. But you know, right, let's just you know let's just make it let's just uh, get over with legalize it. Just um, yeah, it's, it's not really you know it's not really a big deal. Now if you're talking about like think about we don't talk about marijuana now. In the same vein as we talk about like cocaine, I mean they're it's two they're two you know illicit substances, but we we treat them so differently. So that's that's my feelings on it. Well, you would have to think that you know Martavis Bryant, the receiver who's been drug tested more times than I think anybody in the league combined. Of course, he's failed all of them, but you'd have to think that he would be the first player you know cut from the NFL to you know go sign up for minor league baseball. I mean, he's like, heck, if I can make money and smoke weed at the same time, uh, okay, sign me up. Well, see, there's, there's, there's two I things. I believe that's called uh, being a rap artist. <laughs> I don't see, know. Maybe. See, to me, there's, you know, there's I don't the, think every rapper smokes. There's a responsible use of it. Oh, okay. And then there's the <laughs> responsible <laughs> use of it in and general. then the, you know, the irresponsible usage of it. Hey, did you hear that Willie Nelson has quit? Lie. That's he's, a lie. He, he came out and said he is done. Smoking marijuana. No, he's not. He is. He's like a billion years old. Yeah, I breathing that much smoke just in general. Probably. Alex sounded so stoned when he came in and said that he's (laughs) in the era. (laughs) (laughs) We're in the era. The two hundred one smoke show. (laughs) I think athletes. I think athletes definitely should be able to smoke marijuana. I think they should be able to do cocaine. I think if they want to take amphetamines. I think, uh, I think I they should all better do performance-enhancing drugs. Listen, they're there to entertain us. They're there to give us a show. Why not make them as crazy superhuman as possible so that we get to watch a better hour and a half of television? Yeah, crazy roided-out freaks beating that would the crap be out of each other. so awesome. It would be like, <laughs> it'd be like the WWE, but for real. So the XFL. Yes. Sure. Jerry, are you not familiar with the XFL? I've heard of the XFL. Can they use PEDs? Well, hell, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, they they said that they wanted to make it better than the NFL. Well, I'm 100% in then. That's a good way to do it. I have lots of ways to make the NFL better, but that's a topic for a different show. Fair enough. In all seriousness, it does make the most sense in football. Uh, Pringle's right that there's a bunch of old heads that'll keep it out of there as long as they can because it's They'll resist it as much as they want, but uh, in a heavy contact sport, anything, THC, anything that'll help you uh, get over injuries quicker or ease the pain is the main thing. That's not 
a thousand different, you know, Percocets or any kind of painkillers that you can get addicted to anyway will be so much better for them is what they've been pushing. It's there's more NFL players out in the media pushing uh legalizing marijuana for their use than in any other sport. Really. Oh, doesn't and Gronk doing that right now? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he was in Gronk behind that that CBD company or some kind I of think so. yeah. company. Yeah, I think so. And Conor McGregor got in trouble for some kind of THC something or other, didn't he? I don't know. I think fighters do use it, and if you <clears> get punched <throat> in the face as much as they do, I mean, you probably want to do it. Yeah. But I think with them, they can use it for recovery because it's, you know, six to eight months before their next fight for the right. For some of the I, just, I just don't think they. I think that's right, but I don't think they can use it when they're you know about to be fighting. Because I mean, if you can, yeah, if you can just get stoned like so stoned. There was actually a uh, there was a UFC fighter who actually did get disqualified disqualified after his match because he tested like it was like a ridiculous test amount for THC. I mean, but if you so if you're so stoned. That you can't even really feel pain the same way during your fight. I mean, that's definitely you know a, a clear advantage you have of your opponent who probably didn't do what you, do what you did. That's fair. I also want to say that this uh, podcast is completely performance enhancing, drug free. Uh, we're all tested before each episode, and this is all natural, baby. This is all us. There's no steroids involved. It's just. It's just straight up twelve oh one, so you can uh, I can all appreciate that. Yeah, I smoked my meth after we're done recording. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you guys loud on your test? I think there's a meth smoking portion of Mr. Pringle's neighborhood, isn't there? Uh, that's probably just you know Uncle hey, Jimmy in the back. Hey, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bought my pee from a. Random homeless man in Pringles home neighborhood. <laughs> oh yeah, that was uh that was Carl. Yeah, nice guy. He makes a living. Something. Speaking of Mr. Pringles neighborhood, is it that time? I think it's that time. Let's play that jingle. Oh gosh. Play it. So welcome to Mr. Pringle's Neighborhood. Back again. Take off your shoes. Come sit on my couch. Get comfy. We're going to be here for a while now. It's still terrifying. Well, I want you. I, I want almost, you. It's well, Alex never wears shoes, so he's good. I don't think I want to take my shoes off if that's okay. <laughs> get like, you know how like little kids walk around and get in Walmart and get like, eat? I feel like that's time to get walk around in Mr. Pringle's Neighborhood. Yeah, I mean, there, there are a lot get of... Herpes from it. There are a lot of loose needles all around the neighborhood, so maybe just watch where you step. So anyway, guys, I figured this is today, Alex. Wait, is this Alex and Grayson's first time before you get into it? This is Dude, Alex's you know first time. Here. You know I've been here. Oh, oh Grayson, that's right. It's Alex's first time. It's Alex's it's my first time. It's, it's, it's a little scary, but, you know, I've been to some sketchier neighborhoods. Oh, that's good. So, down in, uh, down, down in uh, DeVille, huh? Buckeye? Or where are you from? Effie? Marksville. 
One of them Vils. <laughs> anyway, like I said, Springle, what the, you got? What you got for us, Spring? So what I have for y'all today is I have three doors, and each door has a random topic. Now I'm gonna let y'all decide which door you want to open, and that'll be our topic for the day. Sounds pretty easy. Uh, can you explain those rules one more time? I can't, Jacob. If you can't listen, yeah, there's no <laughs> there's no second chances in life. So three all, doors, all, all random three, topics. Are they all are all three doors identical? They're all identical. It's door number one, door number two, and door number three. Just but each like door has a different topic. Door. And each door has a different topic. Standard wooden door. You know, I can't Is it open from the left to the right or to the right to the left? It does not really matter. Just please just... Yeah, do you pull open or do you push open? Are they automatic doors? Because in that case, I'll just run by the front and they'll all open and we can see inside. <laughs> Are they like the 70s like curtains that kind of lead into another room with the big, Are they, are they like big curtain doors? <laughs> Am I gonna win a prize? <laughs> the prize is knowledge, but <laughs> oh, this that's sucks. Right. I, choose, I choose door number three. No, 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 no. We have to decide as a group. Okay, let's choose door number three. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, what door do you want to go with? Door number three. I'm gonna go with Grayson. That's right. All right, I guess. We're, I mean, you, your nickname is Danger. So middle name. Sorry, middle name is Danger. So I guess we got to go with the Danger. That's that's it's correct. Illegal. Is, can I hold your hand? I'm kind of scared. Door number three. I'm opening it now. <laughs> That's awesome. The topic y'all have chosen. He's in WD-40 on that. Is existentialism. Oh, God. So I have some pretty uh, deep questions for y'all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. First one. How do we know that we, we aren't just a brain in a jar that's being fed impulses and what we're perceiving isn't real. How do we know what, well, what we see, what we feel is actually the real thing and we're not just some brain in a jar in a lab somewhere? Oh, we're each individual our own brain. Right, right. You're being, okay. you're just being sent. So we, so we don't impulse. actually have a brain? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm no saying, we are the brain. I'm saying that how do you know you're, if you're a brain in a jar and I'm just feeding you, in, someone's just feeding you impulses and you're just perceiving that like how do you know you're like how do you know what you're seeing is for real? How do we know that how do we know that those people feeding us impulses don't have their own brain in a jar? That's another good question, Jacob. Just you know, I asked you the question. It's brain jarception. <laughs> um I don't know. I don't really want to be the first one to answer this. That's well that's hard to think about. Um, definitely take your time. Take your time. <clears throat> I like to think of my brain. Uh, kind of floating in a, um, like an old mason jar full of Mountain Dew. Um, interesting and then interesting the person, story. the person that is sending me impulses, has like this weird sense of humor, where he's like, "Let's make him really hopeful and and like look forward to the future, and then like take little things away so that like, yeah, like- can't get too happy." And then, like, when you were, like, about 21, he, like, or 20, about, he, like, accidentally dropped a whole bottle of vodka in there. With <laughs> <you>. <laughs> but I don't, yeah, I, don't, I don't think I'm a brain in a jar. And if I am, I guess it really doesn't matter. I like to think it's my brain as a brain that wears a tuxedo t-shirt. That says, <laughs> that says hey, I'm classy, but I you know, also like to party. Uh, 
I like to think of my brain as a little infant baby Jesus <laughs> on the main. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, that I was mean, tough, Pringle. I, if I was if I was a brain, I would. My my brain seen some pretty messed up stuff. Uh, so whatever impulses I'm being fed, please stop. I can't see that. <laughs> could, you, could you just chill out? <laughs> Yo, just, just, just stop, please. I'm begging you. <laughs> please. When all truth, uh, I think that whatever you see is your reality and there is delusions to a reality. So does it really matter if just perceived, if it's real, is the... Can you actually interact with it, or does it really matter? Because it could all be a. Dream. Is it really true? Is anything true? You know, thank you, Alex, for the, the real, the one real answer that I got to my question. Mine felt very real. real. We Jack, had good answers. They were good answers. They were good answers. But that that's a perfect segue to my next question. I have a, I have a scenario oh, for y'all. <laughs> so, let's say that I came up to you and I said, "Hey." I'm going to give you the opportunity. I'm going to put you in like this little, like, think of it like a sensor deprivation chamber, like this little chamber, a little pod, right? So the idea is that once you go in this pod, you wouldn't, you wouldn't feel any kind of change, but your, all of your reality would be simulated in, inside this machine. You wouldn't feel pain, you wouldn't feel heartbreak, and you would live a perfect life inside of this machine. Would you go into it? I mean, Overlight. if I got to meet Keanu Reeves, I mean, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean that. Yeah, I mean that's that's possible. You couldn't you couldn't leave it, but once you go inside the machine, like you would experience the perfect life. Nope. So we wouldn't be able to. Li- so you just live the perfect life forever. You would live this perfect life in this machine until you naturally died, until your body naturally died. But you'd be stuck inside the machine. But what you're being simulated and what you're seeing would be the perfect life. Would be your your idea of the perfect life. You wouldn't feel any so, kind of pain. You wouldn't feel any kind of heartbreak or sadness or anything. Would this, I know that I was in it? That's the thing. You wouldn't know you were in the machine. It would just you're just in it. I'll get in and then I forget about it. Let's say you just get in the machine, then you just wake up like it's any other day. You wake up and then you're in the machine and you're in the same and, and reality. Every, and everything rules. Everything's amazing. Okay. Yeah. Well, then yes. I'm mashing that. I'm mashing the button to do that. <laughs> I'm saying, is it free? Do I have to like give up a child or something? No, you just, no, just get in this machine. Okay, well then yes, then yes, I'm getting in the machine. You have to give up Poncho. In my perfect life, he's there and he's a lot better. Ah, oh, he's <laughs> a lot better. Well, he probably speaks. He speaks like three languages. Yeah, and he doesn't eat his own poop. He doesn't do that. <laughs> he does eat a lot of he, pizza though. He doesn't eat. He doesn't eat his own poop anymore. In my perfect life. Uh, the cookie delivery place is a lot cheaper. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that machine would be, that would be true. Yeah, that sounds super sick. I'm definitely doing that. Yeah, I'm just going to say, if your dog's eating a lot of pizza, it's probably eating a lot of poop, it's probably eating a lot of diarrhea, and that sounds awful for a dog. Yeah, that's Well, true. he's not doing any of that, so... Uh, Grayson, the last time that we watched uh, the KSA, or the KSI fight, Poncho about ate half a damn pizza. Yeah, he, no, he were... eats pizza, but he doesn't eat his own poop. How do you know he didn't eat his own poop? If he has the taste for pizza, he's not going to be like, mm, that pizza is great, now let's poop. No, he's like, I'm going to eat some more of this pizza. Yeah, and it's even better the second time around. He's, <laughs> no, he's developed a pre-refined palate. And you got to think, in his perfect world, you know, he's the one making the pizza. Ah, uh, that's true. Yeah, I, I, I kind of have to agree with... Like, 
Poncharoni pizza, right? Nah, that's dumb. right. Like right? No, let's get out. What? It would have been better if you would have just said pup Roni. No, pizza. but his name's Poncho. Yeah, but that's stupid. It's just his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except your joke is terrible. Does anybody have a reason not to do it? I don't think so. Yes. There's Uh-oh. no point. There's no point in that life. There's no, like, no nothing to overcome. There's no. There's no happiness in that life. You're just kind of a steady level of boring after a while. Oh, dude, yeah, this sounds awful. Pass <laughs> on all the good stuff. Nothing. How many times can you go on a roller coaster at, until it's boring? You know what I, I mean? Well, I just go till I get sick. So like once. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that there's nothing exciting in life, and there's nothing really to strive when everything's just perfectly easy. Well, dude, I don't even like it's roller just... coasters, so it sounds perfect for. Okay, well, I'm gonna agree with you, Alex. I, th- I think that life is, you know, it sounds great. It sounds great. No, no heartbreak, no sadness. You know, just everything's good all the time. But I mean, yeah. how do how do we know? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, is that is that really living though? Because I mean, it's, it sounds you, like something better. It sounds like something better than living. Well, how, like, how do we know? Like, how do we know the good? Like, if we ha- if we're in a good place right now or having good times, we didn't at first have a bad time. Just something to compare yeah, you have it to. Nothing to compare it to. Yeah. But in the perfect world, the 1201 podcast is bigger than ESPN, Joe Rogan, all of them combined. That would be true, but there wouldn't be so, any. There wouldn't be the you know the climb up. If you know once it happens, I mean it's going to happen like a couple years. But uh, that's a fact. That's know, a fact. We, we, we wouldn't. We know. should get. You know what we should do? We should get Rogan on this podcast. I'll, I'll call him. I'll send him a call, message. Call him, see if he wants to get on. Next I keep week. I keep calling him, and I'm really good friends with his secretary now. I'm sure she'll uh, she'll put us. <laughs> She's putting me on the waiting, waiting list. She has a legal restraining order. <laughs> I'm getting all this cool paperwork from him. <laughs> have all this signed documents saying stay away from me. Cease and desist. It's just like cool, like buddy stuff. I did have a missed call from his lawyer. I'll probably have to look into that. <laughs> it, might, it, might, it might be him, though. It might be him on his lawyer's phone. Like maybe that is true. Yeah, he, maybe, he may yeah, maybe, his, maybe his phone was dead, and they say, hey, uh, hey, Mark, can I use your phone real quick? <laughs> That's probably what it is. Next Mark question. is like the typical, like... Mark's a good lawyer name. Mark's a really good... With. That's really good, Bringle. It's like you know a lawyer named Mark or something. Uh, not that I know of. Next question I have for y'all. <laughs> what happens when we die? You want our own personal belief, or yeah, it's gonna be your own personal belief. What happens when we die? To what? All dogs go to heaven, and all cats go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> what happens? What happens to what? To to you? I mean, to this person I'm talking to now. Like, what happens to Grayson? I when believe he our dies? I believe our body is either, you know, incinerated or put in a box underground, or correct, you know, and our spirit moves on to eternal life in heaven. Mm. Well, depending on your depending depending on your belief, some people yeah. some people worship the devil. Anyway, mine will not be incinerated, put in a box. I'm going to be set adrift on a uh, on a Viking longship, and then as I float into the Galveston Bay, all my friends are going to get bows and arrows and light them on fire and launch them into the air and watch my funeral pyre ignite yeah so you're, a, you're a viking burning. funeral so correct okay. a viking funeral right correct yeah yeah but so you're gonna be incinerated 
In the coolest way possible, yes. (laughs) You just said your body's not going to burn. It's obviously going to burn. Well, it might not burn. Um, Because we all have terrible... Yeah, I don't don't know how much much archery y'all do. Oh, all the time. So I could just float out and then eventually wash back ashore like a bloated corpse. So that could be interesting for whoever finds me. (laughs) (laughs) Just somebody trying to sneak over, like, be funny. Just like, hey, I see... But I mean, you gotta, you gotta believe something that your your spirit goes somewhere. Like obviously, I believe in in heaven. But those people that don't, how sad are they that they're like, I die and then nothing? That's just so sad. That's just such a sad thing to think about. Well, like, they, have, they, have a different, they, have a, they probably have a different idea of the afterlife than you do. Well, yeah, their after their idea of the afterlife is it is non-existent. Some of the belief of uh, some people I know. Uh, I won't say any names, but that if they follow a certain um, political party, such as the quote that I heard the other day, well, all liberals go to hell. Like they don't believe, all, all liberals, they don't believe in Jesus. And I'm just like, what? I think that's in Genesis, actually. <laughs> Those that vote for not Donald Trump. <laughs> I think that was somewhere in the... Uh, Thou does not vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> goes to hell. That definitely be Old Testament. I think that was right after uh, Austin 316, if I'm not, not mistaken. <laughs> right after Austin 316. <laughs> Austin 316. That's Austin 317. <laughs> uh, yeah, Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Austin 317 says that all liberals go to hell. <laughs> I don't know what translation that is. <laughs> uh, red deck. <laughs> I don't know. I think a cool one, I think a cool afterlife idea is, um, not that I believe in, but I think would be cool is reincarnation. That would be sick. Oh, yeah? What would you want to come, come back as something different? I've told my kids for the past three years, because somehow like we always talk about reincarnation in class. I don't know. It's kind of weird. But it, somehow it always comes up every year. If I'm reincarnated, I want to come back as a big fat house cat. Okay. Like you poop wherever you want, you sleep all day, there's always food out, you always get treats, you always get groomed. Like it's the perfect life. Well, now you're in that perfect life that y'all disavowed a second ago. But that's perfect human life. This is perfect cat life. Mm. I think it's interesting you would choose to live as a house cat that would live maybe like 20 years tops if you're lucky. So coming back as a person, you have a chance to live maybe like another 60, 70 years. Well, the life's already yeah, shitty. you got to get a job and stuff. And yeah. Like... If I got to pick, I would be, I would come back as uh, probably the love child between uh, Chuck Norris and a Kennedy. Oh. Because I get like two really cool bloodlines, like... I'm a fighter, so then like all the ways that Kennedys die no longer affect me because I'm a Norris. Although I would have I would have trouble picking <laughs> what last name to go by. You gotta think I would do a hyphen. Yeah, Norris Kennedy. Kennedy. Norris Kennedy. Norris Kennedy. That's like that could be a real name. Like that's okay, but Norris where do you first? Where do you spend Where do you spend Christmas if your parents are a Norris and a Kennedy? With the Kennedys. You gotta think Kennedys, right? Right. Absolutely. You know how they made their money? They were they sold alcohol during the prohibition. 
You know, I think I think if you came back as a candidate, you'll be fine as long as you don't like run for office or you know fly a plane ever. Well, but <laughs> but didn't the, the younger brother who was assassinated? He didn't run for office, right? Jack, didn't he? I think no, he murdered in a. He died in the plane crash. Oh, Jack was plane crash. Which yeah. guy got killed in the restaurant? That was Robert Kennedy. But he wasn't a politician. Was yeah, he? he was a senator. I think he was. Yeah, I think he was running for senate at the time, and he got. Oh, he's running. Oh, okay. He got yeah, I wouldn't run for office. Yeah, I mean, Kennedy curse. I mean, there's names. I mean, this is all fine and good talking about the Kennedys and the Norrises, but Epstein didn't kill himself. Let's go ahead and throw that out there. Just going to throw it out there. You know, take it as you will. So, last question I have for y'all. And it kind of goes back to our, you know, talk of reincarnation. If I gave the opportunity to come back, to come back and live a second life, a second life over, knowing everything that you know now, you know, you would you would carry on the knowledge you learned in your first life onto your second life. Would you take me up on that offer? Yeah, and I would just describe the situation. How I would do it. But you wouldn't get the chance. Oh, but I have to be. I have to be me. No, you don't. You'll be. You could be an entirely new person. You could be, you know, a Norris Kennedy. No, I mean it's just an entirely new person. Nobody like you come from. Let's say you don't come from anyone famous. You have really humble upbringings, but you get to start a new life. New person, you know everything that you know now. I don't know, man, because you have that you have that risk of coming back as Tyler Cloud. Well, I mean, if you, I mean, if you died, I'm assuming that Tyler's gonna be dead too. So, I mean, uh, maybe maybe wh- one wait, of this... why are we together? Huh? Why are, why are, why are me and him together? I'm saying that if you died, if you, oh, you're talking about re- okay. I'm saying okay. if you died, I'm gonna assume that Tyler's probably dead too. He's been long dead too. What if we come back as somebody like Tyler? Well, well, you I mean, obviously you can change you know about Tyler, so you know I mean, that, that, that would, that would like be him. up to that would really be up to you if you want to be like. So that Tyler. means we'd have to get away from Quail. No uh, one's choosing to be like him. Let's be honest. Okay, so I'll be <laughs> so in your scenario, Tyler. I'll we grow, love you. I'll grow old and I'll die, and then I'll come back as a baby with the knowledge of a grown man. Yeah, baby Pretty Yoda. Much. You know every, so you I know can... you know everything that you know from this first life, and it's now in your second life, and you start as a baby, and you get to live another life. So I'll speak like as a grown man, as a child. No, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put uh, constraints on that to say that you still have, uh, you know, you have to develop. Yeah, you have to develop, but you know, all this prior knowledge you have about things. I mean, it's it's there. I mean, you have it. I would do it again. Why not? It's a good question. I think I, I think I definitely would do it again. Get to be able to, uh, you know, go on the second life. And, you know, if I have things I didn't want to, you know, things I didn't like that I did in my first life, I get to. You know, not do them, not do them. Maybe be in a better place than I was in my first life. Maybe. Alex? <laughs> no, but I think I'd do it if it was only like once or twice. Because I think it's, it's uh, you know, immortality is its own like cruel, you know, thing where you you see people die over and over again. But if it was just like one more life, then yeah, it would be the perfect chance to do everything that you did wrong. I think that's a solid answer. I think it's because it's pretty much my answer, but solid answer. <laughs> what if it? What if it wasn't like? What if it wasn't like another person's life? What if it was you got to do your life over again? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. There's definitely. I mean, we all have regrets, and there's like, definitely things that you would want to do over again the same way, or things that you maybe not not didn't get to do. So we're actually we're actually at plenty of time. Do you want to maybe get a few questions from these other doors? What, how, long, how long are we? What's the yeah. time? Where are we at? About 32 minutes. 
Let's do another door. Another door? I chose last time. Someone else choose. All right, so you have so, door right. one and door two. So we're making our way back out of door three. Do we need to close it? Please. It's not, it's not really about, like, you know, it's about keeping something from getting out, you know? <laughs> I don't like that at all. <laughs> it's Jake's so dogs. Is, are one of these other doors more fun than the third one? Because that one was, that one was just kind of sad. Yes, as far as fun goes, the other two are much more fun. I was actually a little disappointed <laughs> y'all picked door three right away. <laughs> I picked the worst door. Yeah, I should have. <laughs> You know, I, I also thought when you said door three, maybe just saying, oh, maybe I should give him the answer for door one because it was a little sad. But <laughs> door one and door two, much, next time, much better. Next time, follow those instincts. All right, I'll make an executive decision next time. So door one, door two, Jacob, Alex, which one do you want to do? Uh, since this is Alex's time, first time back on, uh, I'll let him choose. Uh, let's try door number two. Number two. Door number two. Door number two. Yeah. Door number two is the apocalypse. Oh, goody. So now we go from living a different life to just freaking dying. That's yeah, just, you know, this sounds way more fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we can you know we haven't really quite opened it yet. I mean we could circle right back to door number one. Can we peek into door number two? Yeah, you can peek in just peek in and see fire raining from the sky. It's like <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give you a you know, door door number one. If you want, you know, give you a little peek in without opening it. You know, if you see, you know, door number door number two is way more fun. First question: What do you do if both your parents die today? <laughs> I become Batman. <laughs> so to give, you, to give you a little preview into door number one, if you oh open, if you crack it open a little bit, you hear the X Files theme playing. That gives you an idea of what it's about. <laughs> All right. Well, anything's uh, better than these sad, depressing pieces. <laughs> so are we going so back? Let's try door. All right, door number one. Door number we're one. We're going to the hallway and reopen the door. All right, door number, number one. one. Opening it up now. Wait, we forgot to close door number two. Something's going to get out. Oh, don't worry. Yeah. That one's fine. I took care. I took care of that one. But <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> door number one. Opening up. Door number one. It's about aliens. Oh. So, oh. so tell me. Give me your answer. Do you do you believe in aliens? Do you believe in life not from Earth? One hundred percent. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. Yes. Yeah, it's it's out there. It's out there. Okay. Dude, we, how boring how boring would it be if it was just us? We're we're that all in agreement suck. here that aliens do exist. You know, oh, that, yeah. There's that famous quote saying that we're either alone in the universe or we're not, and both are really terrifying. To paraphrase. Yeah, I mean, look at Nolan Harville. Nolan Harville's an alien person confirmed. So. I think there are aliens, and I think they're all about three feet tall and green with one eye. So there's actually, <laughs> there's actually something called the Fermi Paradox, which is about if aliens exist, if aliens do exist, then why haven't we found them yet? Well, they don't want to be found, obviously. Or they're too far away. You know how big space is? It's true. I can't find my keys in the morning, and then you want the human race to find something in the universe? No. That's a very good point. Very good point. Jacob? Yeah, he doesn't even go that far. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I definitely think there's something out there. But to be honest, I definitely think they're a lot closer than we think because there's been a lot of, you know, sightings where people say, oh, you know, this is a, you know, this is a UFO. Then people say, no, it's just an airplane. Oh, so they're among us, I you're mean, saying? I, I definitely think they're a lot closer than people think. 
Well, I'm a firm. I'm I'm a firm believer that. I mean, because if we're gonna get out there, I mean, you. I mean, space is big, as you know, Grayson. But exactly how big is it? We've uh, never we've, we've never explored all of space. I believe. Uh, I believe it's never in very. But it's very big. How, well, how do you know? That it's very big. How, how do you know that it? How do you know that it's very big? Have you ever well, looked up? Because we've we've actually we can actually you look up. We can actually observe observe light from millions and millions of light years away, and we can tell that that's pretty. Eh, I mean, you don't know nothing. Oh, okay. yeah. By the time by the time we see these stars, they aren't even there anymore. Yeah, most of them are dead. I think it's constantly expanding. How do we too. know that those stars aren't? Yeah, shipped? we are constantly expanding. There's a vent- There's a theory that eventually the the Earth will uh, not the Earth the 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 universe will expand so much that. Uh, things will get too far apart, and the, uh, there will be an eventual heat death of the universe because yeah, it's. If I, if I keep eating all these cookies, I'm gonna expand and have a heat death. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Am I right, you guys? <laughs> nice. So my next question has to do with it's SETI, it's search for search for extraterrestrial intelligence, and what this pretty much is is sending signals out into the universe and seeing if we get a signal back. Or something re- replies back, simply or something replies back to us. So, do you think this is a good idea? So, no. S- Stephen Hawking. All I know is, all I know is that if we don't send the number sixty nine out into space and we don't get a message back saying nice, we need to prepare. Prepare for war. I don't know if that joke really lands. I don't know if that translates to aliens. Uh, uh, it does. They're like they're intelligent. They use numbers to communicate. Yeah. So, see. what were you saying about Stephen Hawking? Which you shouldn't. That dude would. He had a kind of a crazy personal life. Stephen Hawking said this was an awful idea because, yeah. based on you know, our own human history, you know when we came upon someone who was technologically inferior to us, we exterminated them. I mean, you know the Europeans first making contact with Native Americans back in the 1600s. So his, you know, he's applying that to why we shouldn't send a message or broadcast where the Earth is to any kind of extraterrestrial life, because in case that does happen, that happens to us, we come upon someone that's so technologically more advanced than us that you know they exter- they exterminate us. So you'd rather hide. That's your answer. Just hi- like just hide. hide. Well, it sounds like he wants to hide. Yeah, I mean, well, not necessarily hide. It's just that it's 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 you're basically sending out a. Uh, a smoke signal of exactly where you are to anyone. And if someone wants to come, if they want to come, they're probably not coming just to say, ooh, look at that. It's so cute. You know? Uh, they're, they're coming. Yeah, but what if it's just something. like, what if it's just like another Earth, like pl- another place like Earth, and they just want to come over and be like, what up? And then we're like, what up? And they're like, hey, in our world, the Browns are good. And then it'd be like, oh, sick. Well, yeah. so you're weighing it. So you're weighing it as if they want to just come and and say hi, versus they want to kill us all. I'd be okay with not saying hi versus die. You know. Well, you're the one who wanted that perfect life, and so essentially you're living this perfect life on Earth and too scared to have any kind of <laughs> new interactions with new beings. So pick a lane. Do you want an easy, nice life, or do you want fun and adventure? And all these variables that can come into play when you start putting <laughs> extraterrestrials in the mix. So there, there is another theory out there, and it's uh, I think it's called the zoo theory, where 
aliens know about Earth, and they know about us, and they are observing us, but it's like when we go to a zoo and we're seeing an animal behind the cage. You know, the, like the reason The reason that they haven't, or we haven't made contact is because they're just choosing not to contact. They're choosing not to contact us, so they know about us, but they don't want to contact us because we're either, you know, too, we're inferior, inferior to they are, or we're just too insignificant right now. We're not technologically advanced enough for to give them a reason to contact us. There's another theory that by the time that we do reach that point, that, you know, we, they're, you know, like Grayson said, we, we are really far apart, you know, from, and we the galaxy is massive and we're really far apart from each other. So by the time we sing, send a signal out, if we do send a signal out, um, by the time the, if someone, if there was a alien civilization that receives it, by the time it gets sent back to us and we receive it, receive their message back, we could all be dead. I mean, civilization, civil life on Earth could be over by then. Yeah, because we are sending a message in a very uh, archaic manner to any civilization that would be able to get. We're sending it, uh, you know, something that's probably it's slower than any way they could travel or communicate. And then there's a reverse of that, where if we receive a signal from something and we send it back, by the time our message gets to them. Their civilization to be over. I like the I like the zoo idea that like <clears throat> we're a planet in the zoo and people observe us and watch each of us. I like that because then if I do something cool when no one's looking, like if I like I don't know throw a fork and it lands perfectly in the sink. Last building, someone, building someone on top to, of that, one, one of see that and be like oh sick and I'm like yeah. Building on top of that, uh, a couple I guess it was a couple weeks ago. We got done reading The Time Machine by H.G. Wells. And so we got into a bunch of like deep conversations about, you know, I guess humanity. Because if you've read The Time Machine, you know, life forms turn into the Eloys and the Morlocks, which are like little squid creatures and big white ape creatures. And um, so one of my kids brought up the question, how do we know that our Earth is not just somebody's terrarium or like you know fish bowl or something because like we have fish and we look at you know with these, these bowls and we have fish inside of them in their own world how do we know that we're not just in somebody else's terrarium it could be there's an episode of twilight zone like that where it's a guy running around yep. town and everything's fake and he's like what's going on and it turns out he's like a plaything of a giant yep there's also the, the, the building on that, that that we could be a terrarium. There's also the thought process. Uh, aliens seeded life here and wanted to see what would happen if they just dropped microorganisms or, or just the, the, the building blocks of life on a planet that was suitable for it and just left it here to see if it would grow. Well, well but if, we they're, know. if they're watching us now, then they're definitely wanting to end things. Because, good God, where are we? At? <laughs> huh, okay, okay right now. But, <laughs> but we know we know aliens exist exist because of the crystal skulls. Oh. Not familiar with the crystal skulls? Indiana Jones? <laughs> no, no, no. But that's it's a real thing. And all across the world, throughout history, people have discovered these crystal skulls that are essentially the same everywhere, have the same markings. These are in museums. They actually exist. And then every culture has stories about where these skulls come from, and it all is basically aliens. Like the, the they found one in North America with the Indians, and they said it came from the Star Children. Like the 
There is proof. There is proof. So they have to be real. The evidence is there. I believe it. <laughs> I don't think it's Check such a silly question. Facts. So my last question, and this will be, you know, we'll leave <clears throat> Mr. Pringle's neighborhood, will be if aliens did contact us and they arrived on Earth, what would they look like? Uh, I like to envision my aliens with a tuxedo t-shirt. I, I swear to God, <laughs> if you make that joke again. <laughs> Dude, it kills every time. Keep making it for sure. <laughs> I like to envision my aliens with a tuxedo t-shirt. says that, you know, I'm classy, but I always like to party. <clears throat> no, but I, I don't know. Um... I think I would I like, like to vision my aliens as like an Anderson Cooper type of person, like a silver fox kind of. Yeah, all of them. All every single one. Every single one of them. Anderson Cooper alien confirmed. The stately <laughs> newscaster. <laughs> I think I would like all of of aliens to be very stretchy. To be like, I guess, kind of like Elastigirl. And why, can, why would you like this? It'd just be cool to see beings stretch. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> All right. But then, like... Yeah. Then, is, then it, it, is it punny to say weird flex, but okay? You yeah, I don't, I don't like that. Oh, uh, well. I don't and like sports, sports would be interesting because you got to think stretchy people are better at a lot of sports, especially ones that involve uh, height, throwing things far up in the air and... So like all of them? Yeah, but the more elastic you are, the more, the uh, the less strong you can be because it takes a certain level of tightness for muscles to be strong. Well, but they're aliens, so you don't really know what. Yeah, I guess there's them. a. I guess maybe they could have a fluid that can harden itself inside their body. Yeah, you know, I think I think they would look pretty similar to us, to be honest with you. I mean, think about think about what we have, what makes us the. Um, you know, makes human beings the dominant species on Earth. I mean, we have opposable thumbs. You know, eyes in the front, eyes in the front of our face. Um, Huge muscles. I mean, we do have. You know, yeah, some of us. But are eyes in the front the best? Yeah, I mean, that's an evolutionary thing where you know our eyes are in the front of, in the front of our face. I mean, well, it, it helped us. Wouldn't it be nice to have one behind us? Well, I mean, we have we have other we have other senses other than our sight. If I was going to make the perfect human, I would definitely make him be able to see all the way around himself. Well, the the th- the thing is about about organisms that the more complex they are, the more parts they have. If you have more eyes, that's more things to. Fa- and if something, if some, if you are dependent on all of your senses working perfect, then if one fails, you're automatically basically dead. You're not suit you're not fit to live anymore whereas if something is very good at one thing or at least good at a couple of things that if they lose one of them they can be okay at the others to enough to survive then that makes them a more fit individual to survive and reproduce so your aliens look like people too <clears throat> they don't look like people necessarily i don't actually agree with that i, I think that it, you're that the organism that survives best is the organism that is best adapted to its environment. Well, so it survives space travel. So 
that could have an if they've been traveling for a long time, it could it could have an effect on pollution after a certain point. Ooh, if they've been traveling for a long time, they will be really really bad at gravity. So we won't have any problem destroying them. And I think but I think my theory was it it's more into like you know assuming that they would have to adapt to an environment similar to ours, and so we would have. But that's it's not necessarily true. There are planets. There are mech, there are planets that could have a a uh, a a lower temperature, but it's still suitable for life, or a higher temperature, or it's further away from their but their atmosphere is thinner. So maybe they still get enough heat but they don't get as much light or there's a lot of caves where they have to the 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 organism that evolves the fastest and the best is something that that grew out of a, a cave animal so maybe they have more eyes like grayson's it's all dependent on what the terrain is like and purely just what animal wins because if it weren't for the if it weren't for the the meteorites Maybe there would be a higher functioning uh, reptile. There would be like a smarter reptile, like a lizard person, the, like and the like lizard people, like the Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> so I think if I got to pick one one way for us to evolve as humans, I would do a lower resting body temperature because then you could hold stuff like chocolate and things that candy that melts in your hand. You could like hold it in your hand for longer and it wouldn't melt. Okay. So, y'all are wondering. <laughs> I was, I was just kind of, I was just kind of picturing that. Well, then, you, and then you can hold like your drinks. You want to have a koozie because maybe your resting temperature is like forty-eight, That's so you gen- automatically cool, automatically cool your drinks. That's you genius. That's genius. Thank you, Grayson. Way ahead of his time. That's right. Yes. Grayson's X Men are purely. For refrigerating drinks. So, so my idea of the ideal human, very stretchy, low uh, forty-eight degree regular resting body temperature. Does that so include like Mr. Pringles' neighborhood? The love child of Mr. Fantastic and Iceman. That does conclude Mr. Pringles' neighborhood. I hope y'all enjoyed it. I, I had a good time. <laughs> I had a good time. You know, I'll think of some more topics. You know, maybe, maybe I'll try to keep a little bit more lighthearted. Maybe I won't. I mean, it just depends. That was Alex. Like, Alex, that, how was your? Uh, how how would you rate your first time? Would you would you would you give it a good review on Yelp? Uh, I don't know if you can review an entire neighborhood. Sure, uh, you can. Great, Grayson's the Duke of Yelp, so he can do whatever. It's true. People he can are saying that do whatever he wants. That is true. If I if I if I was to leave a review, I would have to say that you know, um, don't judge a book by its cover. You know. Um, <laughs> There are needles everywhere, and there's some sketchy homeless men by a really great pee from. But uh, you know, once you get inside, <laughs> it, it's a lot worse than you thought. It's it's horrible. <laughs> it's it's disgusting. I don't know why I was expecting a compliment, but I was, and I'm just crushed. No, you didn't get one. That was that was honestly that was 40 minutes of absolute nonsense. What else to expect from 12-1 Sports inside Mr. Pringle's neighborhood? I thought it was great. Uh, I feel like the Tuesday episodes have lower viewers. Than the, than the <laughs> yeah, well. Anyway. Anyway, that concludes Tuesday's episode of the 12-1 Sports Podcast. Alex, we're happy to have you back. Grayson, always a pleasure. Pringle, you are you know, the new 
uh, host of 1201, you know, so uh, if you want to close us out, you know, that'd be great. Uh, go ahead and let you uh, shine inside your neighborhood a little bit. Well, real you know, quick, just, can just, just, just clean it up, please. Can I shout out the uh, the Twitter page? Yes, please. Sports. <coughs> Roll on down there. Uh, word around the offices. There could be a new logo coming out soon. So, uh, Ooh, that's what I hear. Keep your eyes peeled. New logo and maybe expanding something for the 1201 brand? Maybe. Be on the lookout. Who knows? Pringle, take us out. So from all of us at 1201 Sports... Aliens exist. We don't know what happens when we die. You know, the world the world is ending. And even when we're wrong, we're always right. Take it easy. 